Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got on the option? No, oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New York City. City. We're better at that time about syncing up. I know, because last time it sounded like like a robot. I don't know, it was bad. Uh-huh. Um, but even though we are in the same house, the Wi-Fi just really doesn't like to pick up. But... I know, it's funny, the delay. Anyway, I'm Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell, and here we are again with our second Zoom episode of Drama, and we have an absolutely incredible guest today, and there's actually some drama going on in the theater world that we need to get to before we bring him in. <gasps> um, okay. We didn't talk about this the other day with Ali Stroker, um, because we didn't get the chance to, but Broadway has announced that it is continuing its shutdown through September, which is no surprise at this point. I know. Um, new musicals are literally not even... Like they've already announced they're not opening until March or next year anyways. And I think they're just stringing us along at this point. I think so too. I mean, I'm, I'm like, realistically, will large crowds want to be gathering in September? No. And the answer for some people might be yes, but for me, I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> I mean, like, no way. <laughs> I mean, even in Ohio, like, they're allowed, you're allowed to get haircuts again now starting today. And I'm not doing that. I problematically want to go get a haircut. I say wait a couple weeks. I know. I'll wait. I'm going to wait. I could do it for you. Well, you did early on in quarantine. Remember like how six days into quarantine, all the gays were like, I, I can't do this. I need to shave my head. Uh-huh. That was high drama. Mm-hmm. That was like, it was like literally a weekend and everyone was like, showing off their buzz cuts, and, like, now no one cares at all about their hair. They're, like, over it. But Well, it was, like, the buzz cut thing, then the bleaching scenario. I know. I kind of want to bleach my hair and make it 2006 again. We'll talk about it. We'll see how long this goes. But anyways, so okay. in, in addition to this whole, like, Broadway pushing back its opening date, it was announced that a show will not be reopening. I know. Frozen. The it's most gone. devastating. And also, I felt like it came out of nowhere. Agreed. I know. It It makes me a little nervous because if Disney doesn't have the money to support its show or have the confidence that it'll be able to continue on post all of this, it makes me nervous for other shows too. I agree in many ways. However, I think that Disney... Frozen wasn't exactly the top grossing show anymore at this point. Like even before... The quarantine struck. That's true. Like, if you read the grosses, it was kind of... I think it was, mm-hmm. like, doing well, but not amazing. And I can imagine a show like that is expensive to keep open week to week with all the effects and the huge cast and everything. And also, the St. James is probably not a cheap theater. That's too. Like, Dear Evan Hansen probably has really low weekly running costs. Yeah, I mean, they have a small cast. I don't know. I don't, and they have no special like effects. <laughs> do you like how we, like, talk about what we think we know about, like running costs for like theaters and we're like oh it's a small cast so it has to be cheap i don't even know i know we're probably so wrong but we do have someone today who knows a lot and can probably fill in some gaps here and there about things <gasps> Ooh. i'm gonna bring him in bring him in girl all right our guest today has made a name for himself in new york city and around the country for his silky smooth vocals killer dance skills and undeniable stage presence 
a Disney boy at heart. He has played the iconic role of, yes, Chad Danforth in the national touring company of high school musical, The Musical. He went on to feel the love tonight, every night, in The Lion King on tour, and then on The Great White Way for over three years, playing the king of Pride Rock, Simba. He broke out in the 2018 off-Broadway revival of Smokey Joe's Cafe, where he and I met in the bathroom of a photography studio and have been friends ever since. After starring in Smokey Joe's and also being nominated for, yes, a Cheetah Rivera Award for Outstanding Male Dancer that summer, he appeared in The Apple Boys before being an original cast member of the critically acclaimed Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, and he has since gone on to be the first replacement for Eddie Kendricks and has been serenading new audiences ever since. Please welcome to drama, Jelani, Jelani Remy. Drama! Yes! Drama intro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ding. Of course, I've that's been, you. I've been around the block. You have. <laughs> you, you literally, and like playing Simba for that long and touring and a bunch of different shows. Blessed. Blessed. You're You've a star. Been You've been all over the, the country. Thing. Here's the thing. Um, I heard you, your earlier segment, and I have to say, I'm only doing podcasts right now because of what my hair looks like. <laughs> Honey, I'm looking like I'm giving you Macy Gray underneath. You know what I mean? Wait, I love so that. So many though. things. Um, and you talk Macy about Frozen, and, and that's my Disney family. And like, it's so sad the news. But I hope that through this through this sadness that something else will come in its place that's wonderful, and and you know the Disney legacy will live on, and and we will, they'll continue to give us magic, you know? So yes, the one door closing, another one will open, but my heart goes out to my frozen family for sure. Uh, and you know, I'm just also mm-hmm. sad that we never got to see you um, as Kristoff. Never say never. You never know. <gasps> That's true. It's going to tour for years. Like let's not, let's not pretend that it's like, Never done. Say never. But oh. another Jelani did a fantastic job. So he did. I feel, did. I feel sort of connected, you know? <laughs> oh my God. And that reminds me, the last time I saw you in real life was also with the other Jelani. And remember we were at Jimmy's party in January? The like like Lorel Lorel loves Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> loves Jimmy. Wait, that's the best part of Dreamgirls, and I will fight anyone who tells me otherwise. Anika Noni, in the movie, in the movie, Anika Noni Rose singing that gorgeous... Okay. Oh, my God. She slayed. She slayed. Yes, yes, she did slay. And yes, I do remember seeing you at Jimmy B. Good's party. He's one of my besties. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. That's when I forced you into doing this podcast. Yeah, twist my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Twist my arm. Um, the, my last memory of you is you entering, it was like late and you brought in all these pizzas and then I, that was the last I saw of you and then quarantine happened and I've just missed you ever since. What a good memory though. Like bringing in pizzas to a party. What a guy. What a guy. I think Give we, him carbs. I, Give him I, carbs. I, <laughs> I loved it so much. Wait, Jelani, this has been, uh, it's been a while. I think that was the last time we saw you. Um, but we need to ask, cause we asked this of all of our guests. Are you well? Yes, I am well. I'm, ah, I'm with, you're smiling. I'm well. well, they can't see that. That's true. This is not a <laughs> it's visual. Just for us. Yeah. It's, it's just for us. But if I'm being honest, there was a time where I wasn't smiling because of the uncertainty and because of like every time seven o'clock rolled around, I had nowhere to go or two o'clock for the matinee, there was nowhere to go and there was no real answers. And um, I miss I miss my outlet, which is, you know, performing. So like me, like many other people, I felt a little lost, you know, um, 
since then, like I've had my quarantine team of friends and family and I decided to come home and be with family and get and tap back into the love in other ways. So like I'm, I'm writing, I'm cooking, I'm being a person because in the other scheme of things, like when have we ever had this time to reconnect? And when have we ever had this time to like breathe and be while, while we have this, this, this terrible thing going on? I think it's important to get us army of artists stronger than ever and ready oh. to, you know, come back to, you know, carry the flame. I love that. Did you ever imagine you'd be living at home again? No. <laughs> I know, same. <laughs> no, and it's like hashtag humbling, hashtag all the things. But like, it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful and it's been what I needed, for sure. I, I love that. I now you 100%. Mentioned- you mentioned that you have been cooking. Honey, yeah. Now, you told us before we went live today that you're cooking something inspired. Inspired by our girl, Anika Nani Rose, who played the role of Tiana in Princess and the Frog. I'm doing a, cro- I'm doing a broil. A boil? A boil. Yeah, a boil. I got some crabs on the stove, some crab legs that I picked up, and I got some, uh, some seasonings and onions, and I'm doing like a good old-fashioned boil. I don't know how the weather is in Jersey today, but here in Ohio, it's gloomy and rainy. Oh, it's sunny. It's sunny. Okay. Here. I was going to say, that sounds right for like, this weather here Enjoy-Z. in Cleveland. Enjoy Z. Enjoy Z. Well, that sounds so good. I hope that it turns out. Listen, I just hope nobody gets sick. Um, no, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I love fine. The Princess and the Frog. Me too. I feel like it didn't get the credit it deserved. But you never know what's going to come out of this. You never know. That's true. That's really true. Who wrote the score for that? Was that all... Um... Mickey Mouse? Yeah, it was Mickey. I actually have no clue. It's but they that, did a good it's, job. It's that man who's... Who, I'm being so terrible. It's the guy who does, like, You've Got a Friend in Me and Mom all of those tunes. Um, He's, like, got that, like, kind of voice. It's on the tip Randy of my Newman? tongue. Randy, Randy Newman? Randy Newman. Wait, are you sure? Randy. Yeah, they're all... Oh, Randy. <laughs> Now, he's it. amazing. You know what? I'm he also sure did the correct. music. We need to fact check that. We need to fact check it. He I... also did the music for the film Marriage Story. Did you watch that? Marriage? Oh, just recently? Yeah, with Scar Joe and Adam Driver. The one that like, made me like, question every relationship I've ever had. That one? Every relationship ever. <laughs> it was great. My favorite part in that movie was... I don't actually, I, I've, I've gone on the record on this podcast saying, I don't know if that was the role Laura Dern should have won her Oscar for, but that role, it was a great role. She was amazing. And my favorite scene is when they're having like a mediation (laughs) and it's like her and Scar Joe and then Adam Driver's there with Ray. Is that with Ray Liotta, his lawyer? And they're like all meeting and they're like ordering lunch. Yeah. And it just is like my favorite moment. And she's like, is everyone okay with Sammy's? And they're like, Adam Driver's like, what's, What's what's Sammy's? And Laura Dern's like, oh, you're gonna love it. It's like really yummy, like sandwiches and salads. But yeah, ain't too proud. Um, ain't too proud. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I saw you in Ain't Too Proud, but I didn't see you as Eddie. Ah. I saw you. That you came. You were. It was at Jeremy. So Pope's. what you all need to know? I was at. I was a standby before I got bumped up. So I was an, oh. an, an under a wonder study, as they call it, and I covered for the five temps and also like some ensemble specialty stuff. So I was yes all up in betwixt that show. I feel like that would be too many things to know because there were so many moving pieces in the show. And I think, I'm pretty sure... Pieces, no. People, yes. People. <laughs> moving people. all over that stage dancing. Thanks oh to Oh, my Sergio. God. How many songs are in it? One million. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sergio, <laughs> who won a Tony for the choreography? Tony Nomin, Tony Winner. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I loved the choreography. Yeah, he did a beautiful job. Jelani, you were on as the soloist when I saw you. Was it Jeremy Pope's last matinee? You were, was it Gloria? Oh, yeah. That's originated by E. Clayton Cornelius. Yeah, that sounds about right. You slayed it. Uh, yeah, that last week I was still working. Like, <laughs> Did you like have to do like rehearsals and prepare again for when you eventually took over then for Eddie? Um, I think I got the fortunate role of doing it while sort of figuring it out. So I was working and, and, and growing at the same time. Nice. And you did it up until everything shut down. What was that final performance like? Well, I was on vacation the week before this all happened. So I came Uh, back to America to find it in turmoil. Oh my, that's drama. It was dramatic. I was actually at Ariel Jacob's wedding. um, Oh my goodness. Played Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. Little did you know, it was the last performance. (laughs) Oh my God. You know what I mean? So we're all having a kiki and then we found out, no, no. That is Kiki, no, no. Kiki, no, no. <laughs> Front runner for title because of the episode. <laughs> Hurricane COVID. Hurricane COVID. That's so sad. What's your favorite part about... Pl- I feel like I'm like asking you all these like interview questions that I don't normally ask, but what do you like about playing Eddie? My favorite part about playing Eddie, besides the songs he gets to sing, like some of the most beautiful like melodies, um, I love his sort of like spitfire. Sometimes he is sort of cutthroat because of his love for, you know, the group and his love for Paul. And he, he sort of gets those zingers in, you know, and he's sort of, sort of like watching and, and, and anticipating something to go wrong and sort of is always like watching you, you know, he, he, he's always got his eye on you. And I love that about his character. I loved his arc in the second act. Like, I just thought that that was just so fun and wild. It's a wonderful journey to play. And what's the highest note that you had to sing? G5. Like, insane. G5. Highest I've ever sung in a show, for sure. I mean, you have the range. I thank you so much. Um, but, like, this show is definitely the most vocally demanding. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you got to understand, I came from The Lion King, where he was a young boy in half the show. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> two acts was new to me. So yeah, for Lion King, was your call <laughs> time later than everybody else's? No, no, it was the same time. But my okay. time was a little later, but you got to come in and warm up. And then Smokey Joe's was ninety minutes. Right. So two two acts was very new. Was an old <laughs> was an old friend of mine. <laughs> I am actually curious about this. Like, did you go to college for theater? I did. I went to Montclair State University. Go Redhawks! Ah, where is that? It's in New Jersey. Homegrown homegrown. You're one of the Jersey boys. Literally. So you were right by New York the whole time. Wait, I kind of want to just jump into this because I feel like we're going into origin story questions. Ooh, Batman Begins. But I am am very curious about what we like to call the Ring of Keys moment, which is that moment of when you realize that a life in the arts was what was for you. Ooh. Do you have like a specific moment in time? 100%. 100%. My ring of keys was a round of applause. It was when I got cast as duty in Greece, my freshman year of high school. My teacher, Jen Foos, pushed me to audition and I got this role. And um, he, I had to work on the solo. And, um, Those magic changes. On the radio. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, and I sang that song for people. I was so nervous. And I'll never forget. It goes, boom. And people clapped. And I was like, and they're clapping for me. 
and like the work that I did and like is that connection that you have of, of, of giving your art and it being received and, and you getting applause in the highest form. Like I was enamored by that and I was enamored by the fact that I was able to produce that and wanted to get good at storytelling and singing and, and performing because of that reason, that connection and to give people the chance to escape and to go on the journey with you. It's it's a privilege that us as actors and performers get to do and dancers, you know, it's, it's what we get to do to make people feel. It's such an empowering responsibility and it's also so much fun. So you were like Tinkerbell, I, like <laughs> you needed the applause to like come alive. <laughs> exactly. Wait, Jelani, we have something in common in that I once played duty Stop in it. Greece. C, 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 A, yes. A, A minor. A, 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 A minor. <laughs> That's right. It was a life-changing role because like, I was never taken seriously as like a straight type caricature until then. Caricature? A straight type caricature. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> a sure. straight type caricature. Exactly. Well, that's what I was. <laughs> and then you also get rock and roll party okay. queen in the second Girl, act. you know what I mean. Yeah. Wait, I feel like that's like your pocket of like the, a lot of the different sort of scores that you've been able to sing over the years. Like, that vibe of Greece, and then also like Smokey oh, Joe's type music. Head. I love. Then, I love that old school vibe for sure. That rock and roll vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So even now, this after that, what other roles? Oh, in high school. Oh man, well yeah. you don't understand. I was one of the only African Americans in the show. Um, I graduated with okay. one other African American in my high school. So, um, when we wow. did the Wiz, it was very, it was very different. And I, so my next year, we, I was the scarecrow in the Wiz. Amazing. You did a mostly white production of The Wiz. With as much soul as we could get into it. Thank you. Is that, you know what I mean? It's about perspective. Yeah. Um, Then we did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, where I was um, Judah. I did the Calypso, obviously. Okay, yes. Um, And then I was, then I got the next role and it changed my life because I fell in love with my idol, which is Ben Vereen. And I got to play the leading player in Pippin. Oh, I can see Thank it you so, so clearly. Much. I actually just released a video of me doing um, the Manson Trio from a benefit on my Instagram. Oh, so if, you're, if your listeners want to just check that out and give it a like, that would be so great. At Jelani Remy. Thank you. We'll so share much. it. For <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Wait, is that the part at the end of yeah, Glory? Glory? It's that little dance. Okay. My hips Did you watch Fosse Verdon? Bob. With Michelle Williams. Yeah. That whole scene. (laughs) Yeah. We love the way that she would say, Chavity. She was iconic. (laughs) She was amazing. (laughs) She was amazing. Incredible. The the scene when he's choreographing that part of Pippin is amazing. And I literally got butterflies in my stomach now just thinking about it. And they wow. got to perform Wait, yeah, for Ben. Like, ben so came amazing. to Smokey Joe's, you know, and like... He, he was at opening exactly, night. And like, talked to me and like, whoa. It was, it's, yeah. The theater world has given me yeah. such gifts and blessings and like opportunity that like, ugh, ugh. Have you gotten to meet a lot of like your heroes and people that you look up to? 100%. Like, um, I just recently watched Becoming, Michelle Obama's story on Netflix. And it took me back to when I got to perform at the White House, you know, during, for her at the kids' state dinner. And she gave me a hug and like held my hand. There's pictures and everything. And like these iconic moments that, that the theater has provided for me, you know, it's, it's awesome. I'm like, uh, not, not since Bill and Hillary, was there a White House couple that loved theater as much as Barack 
and Michelle. You know what I mean? Like, the Clintons loved Rent. Like, that's, like, very well documented that they loved Rent. But the Clintons also and- loved Ain't Too Proud because they came to see it, and I got to meet them after. And um, they stayed backstage for so long because Bill loves the saxophone and was talking to our saxophone player forever on stage. And actually, Hillary, he came twice. <gasps> she was gagged for the temps. Gagged. Hill is in. Hill is in the tribe. <laughs> I'm so oh, yeah, There's so many temps over the years that it wouldn't surprise me if she was rotated in at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hard, hard alto. Hard alto. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Good next to you, babe. <laughs> Did you get to meet Hillary? Yes, both times. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm beyond jealous. You've met, like, Honey, my political faves. Listen, and the pantsuit was right. Mm. Mm, it always is. <laughs> it's always right. The pantsuit was right. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, Connor, you might remember this. I don't know if Jelani, were you a member of Pantsuit Nation back when like Hillary was running for president in 2016? There was I this was Facebook not. group where you could like join and it was called Pantsuit Nation. I remember. You in it? Yeah. No one's still in it. Well, I've been. <laughs> I've been watching all of Real Housewives of New York from the beginning, which this is, like, not a reveal on this podcast. I talk about it, like, every day. But in season nine, Carol is, like, very much with her. And she's, like, throwing an election night party and all this stuff. And they give a shout-out to Pantsuit Nation in it. Work. Um, Do you know who my part-time girlfriend is? Is it the Countess? Of course it is. Oh, I remember this because you performed together. (laughs) We still perform together. I just did BravoCon with her. Um, a couple months ago, she came to my birthday party. Even stop um, it. We're working what? um on her cabaret because we want to we want to get it back going when this thing is 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 over. But Countess is a wonderful, wonderful woman. You love her, I think. And now that I know that you love her, we we got to get her on the podcast. <laughs> you shut your mouth, Jelani. <laughs> don't even do this. <laughs> we got to get Luann. Lou. We got to get soon. Oh my god. I am so shook. Is she everything you think she is? Everything like, you know by watching she is. her, she's wonderful. everything you know she is. And like I would serenade her, so she has like guys come and sing in her cabaret, obviously. And I uh-huh. would sing "All of Me" by John Legend, but I would change it. I go, "All of Me loves All of Lou." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed. Like I'm actually shaking right now. Like she's so kind. She's so, and she's so dedicated to 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 her. She's inspiring because you know she's. She's, she didn't come from a vocal or anything, but she wants to know and she loves to perform and she has a passion about her. And she's gorgeous. And she wears Giovanni. Like, it's all she does. Wait, she came to see Smokey Joe's. And, and that's is that how, how she discovered me. you? Oh, that's my God. That's me. She came to the show and, like, that's how we connected. See? Thanks again, theater. Look at that. You've Wait, met every drama. single one of my queens. Drama. drama. She loved drama. Smokey. I remember that. I mean, literally, her voice is Smokey. It is so smoky. It's drama. Oh my god! I haven't seen any of the current season of Housewives yet, though. I'm still catching up on the whole. On the whole, there's lots to catch up on. This season's juicy, and but also Beverly Hills is juicy too. That's next on my. What you guys don't know is that I'm also a housewife. I love it. I love to watch them all. Every single iteration. It's my mindless TV, and I I I have a I love them. You know what? They're they're amazing, and the editing on Bravo is incredible. I mean, yeah. it's there's something comforting about it's award winning. All of it, award winning. I only watch Vanderpump, and then I just started Summer House because Connor forced me in a Stockholm syndrome type way. Ah, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Well, but I'm, I'm too start. proud. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it 
all comes back. Well, I hope Ain't Too Proud comes back because that show was we like making millions back. and we millions are. of dollars. We are coming back. We had a meeting to see everybody and and to get on the same page, but we do have to take this seriously and take the time to make sure that we're providing the entertainment in a safe environment. So we have to take the precautions, but um, we're one of the lucky ones, I think. So far, so good. So we're coming back to you better than ever, safe supported and and ready and ready to continue what we started i did not think that that show had any signs of slowing down so like that doesn't surprise me at all it's so good i loved it so much yeah it's a beautiful story with beautiful music beautiful people beautiful you know everything the recipe was right wow the recipe was right the recipe was right now listen jelani the first time i ever saw you was in smoky joe's Mm, jumping on tables and stuff jumping on table you were i think you were the breakout star Oh, next to Alicia Umphress, how dare you? Well, listen, she was great too. Um, male and female. Not even Alicia. The entire cast is just full of is stars. Some of the greatest people I know. Like, and, I, and we're all still friends. And that's, I think, what makes a good cast is when you all still check in on each other and you all still want to make music with each other and like ask each other for advice or for, for you know, for voices or for projects. Like that's, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's already it's on stage. I remember when the production was starting to happen because I did a lot of the social media and marketing with it. But um, that it was like you guys were creating a new version of the show because the original production was very much created with the artists they had in mind. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. like the songs didn't like you didn't play a a track that was played played myself. Yeah, and that was such a different experience because of where I came from with, with the Lion King. You know, it was all sort of set, but I made it my own. This was created just for me. And it was a whole like new realm of performance that like it was the perfect stepping stone out of what I was doing, you know, because I got to like figure out who Jelani was. And and I sort of, you know, hung up Simba and and rediscovered Jelani for a sec. And it was such a blessing and a stepping stone and an experience, a learning experience whilst performing, whilst doing what I love, which was it's it was I always say like everything I've done has prepared me for I am now. Well, minus the quarantine. Right. But like, do you know what I mean? Like every opportunity that I've had has molded me and shaped me in a way of discovery and, and evolving. And, and as an educator now, as I teach students, I'm so happy to have these experiences under my belt because I can speak from experience and I can speak from um, personal journey and discovery and, and, and trial and errors, you know, because they do happen and, and it's about the recovery and it's about, it's about perspective and it's about allowing yourself to to go through it. You're you're like giving us like super soul drama right now, but like super <laughs> super soul drama. But like, I have a question for you. Where does that come from for you? Like, who was it? A person? Is it like some sort of like a, a set of beliefs? Oprah. Like, <laughs> literally, Oprah Winfrey. All right, that that tracks. Who does that come from? Well, um, my mom is a teacher, and I've always wanted to be a teacher. So I think it's important to it's 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 in me. You know, my dad also was a public speaker and um, explained to me some of the values of you know, his life and how important it is to, to be a good person, be a kind person. And I think it reflects in how I, I, I view the next generation and wanting to groom the fingerprints of that next generation and, and give them a positive kick in the bum, you know, when it comes to like exploring yourself and pushing yourself and, and exploring what's in there. Because I was given such great opportunities as a kid. Like I was thrown into the Paper Mill Playhouse Rising Star program for my performance in The Wiz. Thank you very much. And 
I was thrown into the summer program with kids like me, with teachers that are like me now that, that pushed you and, and, and pushed you with love and really treated you like a young adult, truly, you know, and I, and gave you opportunity to, to thrive. I, that's so important. Wait, the, the rising star thing, I believe that's how Laura Benanti also kind of got it. her start. And Anne Hathaway, get into it. And Laura Benanti was like Dolly Levi or something Laura like that. Or she was like Gypsy or something. Uh-huh. Truly. I actually um, just did a video for them because the Rising Star program was compromised, but they want to still do some sort of like celebration. So I sang a little bit for them. Um, but the paper. Oh, I love that. What'd you think? We were doing a song from The Greatest Showman. It's a compilation. I love it. It's a compilation. And I believe Anne might be singing on it too. I'm not sure. <gasps> I call her Anne like we're buds. Anne. <laughs> I know. I think, I think, I think A is going to do it too. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Hathaway. <laughs> Annie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is, that's so cool. And you know, I'm sure that you also got the chance to interact with a lot of young people when you were doing Lion King, not only on Broadway, but when you did it on tour. Like I know, yeah. I'm going I'm to put my boyfriend on blast here. You, when he was in high school, you came and you taught like a master class at his high school. I am literally 300 years old. So <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> quite likely that there's this hilarious photo of a young version of him and a slightly younger version of you. Let's see. And, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, that's Jelani. He's like, I can't believe it. And so would you do that a lot? Like go into high schools and any chance I could, because like I was so thrilled by having the opportunity that I always wanted to make it important to show my face, especially being a person of color to give um, them a face and, and a name that they can sort of like show that they can do it. And it can be done because I came from a small town, like I said, and um, I think I'm doing okay. Oh, 100%. <laughs> representation really matters, you know? Representation, but also, like, I, I need to be there. I, I want to be inside that school, and I, I want to go there and connect and inspire and push and, and sort of let them know that they're worth and that they're enough and that they can and they should. It's so beautiful, Jelani. Um, I have something to say about The Lion King. Oh, go. (laughs) You know what song I was listening to, like, maybe yesterday or two days ago? uh, But I actually cannot listen to it without Full Body Chill, FBCs, and, like, Shaking, Endless Night. (gasps) That's my jam. It is so good. It's a beautiful song. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. A beautiful song. And, like, literally, I sang it every day for years. <laughs> for years. Years and years. Um, they didn't have to make Simba as hot as they did, but he tends to be really hot. Is that troubling for young children to be watching even the cartoon and thinking, wow, Simba's hot? That is a personal question <laughs> that you need to figure out. Who voiced him in the original animated movie? I know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas, yeah, was young. JTT. He was a ring of keys for me honestly um <laughs> yeah wait what's that christmas movie he's in when he's so cute um that would be i don't know jingle all the way or something <laughs> like that i'll be home for christmas i mean i'll be home for christmas i'll be home for christmas that sounds wait. like a lifetime movie <laughs> yeah, literally it, it, it does. basically was, was it like yeah, turbo I, man what is turbo man that was uh, that was jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger turbo man yeah. uh-huh isn't there like a scene in that movie <laughs> it all comes back right uh, this wait, holiday a- season remember that there's a scene in Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's like changing clothes. Do you remember Turbo Man to dress up as Turbo Man? And he's like, va- I don't think he's, he's obviously not naked because it's like a family movie. But I remember as like a young, like questioning, like, you know, thinking I'm gay kid. I was like, oh my God, like the body is right. 
And then you, saw, then you saw Terminator and you were like, okay. I was like, I'm watching. Yeah. Which one is the, which Terminator is it where he's two Terminators and one of them's naked all the time? I don't think two? I've seen any of those movies, Connor. Where did y'all grow up? <laughs> y'all, so funny. Do, do you know Jesus? <laughs> Um, we're, we're already delving into it, but I feel like it's time for us to dig into our dose of drama. Dose of drama. This is kind oh of where gosh. we all wrap up and we share anything that might be on our mind that we maybe discussed on the pod. Maybe we've been thinking about while in quarantine. Maybe it could be related to Gaga postponing and then ultimately choosing to release her album this spring. Um, it could be really anything that's on your mind. Dylan, Jelani, do either of you have a dose of drama? A dose of drama? Yeah, I do. So during this quarantine, when I was home by myself, I decided to like interview my relatives and like get to know them all over again and hear their versions of like family drama and things that have happened. And it has been so juicy. And to hear like how some people have no accountability or some people like their versions of things and to, just to listen to some of my elders even and hear their story. Like I got to talk to my grandma who migrated here from Barbados at a young age and had to leave her kids behind. And like, there's issues with that. But like, I realized no one ever said like, thank you. She made a way for, like, I wouldn't be here today if she didn't make that choice. You know what I mean? So like, it's, there's so much drama in figuring out the lineage and the history. And I urge your listeners to maybe do that. Get to know like your family again and like ask questions or just listen. Because like, now is the time to, to connect in ways that maybe we, we took for granted before. That is absolutely incredible. Drama. I want to do that. That do is so, that's so cool. I I'm so inspired all of a but sudden. But you you are doing it because look I'm I mean I'm not I'm not in your family but I feel like I am sort of in the in the podcast family of you guys we're, now because we're getting to know each other and like absolutely you're allowing me to just talk and and we're getting to know each other and appreciate the connection. Absolutely. Oh, Angelina, you're my so heart. Sweet. You're so that's sweet. awesome. Hee hee he, he. Tonight it's just family. Anyways, um, <laughs> Connor, do you have a dose of drama? Because I. I'm scraping my brain to come up with one. I do. I kind of have two, and they're both revolving around TV shows, and one of them is based on a tweet that I saw today that was like, it's been a whole year since the finale, the series finale of Game of Thrones aired, and the tweet was like, you know, it was talking about how it ended, and they were like, never before have I ever seen a TV show that was the biggest sensation in the world end, and then everyone literally stopped talking about it. And I was like, wait a minute, that is... Like facts, because Game of Thrones was it. It was the biggest show ever. Everyone was watching it. it I think it's won or been nominated for more like awards than any other series. And it's gone. Like no, literally no one talks about it at all anymore. And I have That's to- That's true. It's so weird because you couldn't miss it. It was everywhere. Like everyone talked about Cody C and the dragons and every in every piece of culture. And now it's gone. And I can't help but wonder why is it because of the content is it because of the very polarizing way that the series ended which like no spoilers i'm not going to say but i know that most people weren't pleased with how the last season wrapped up but i can you know shows like sex in the city friends the office that are like in the zeitgeist every day you can't you know there's memes about them they, people talk about them all the time but game of thrones is just it's gone so i don't know very strange very strange to me that it just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, well, you're saying that nobody cares about Game of Thrones anymore. 
nobody cares about it anymore. Whereas there's other shows that have been gone for years, like Friends, Sex in the City, The Office, that people still talk about all the time, that are always tweeted about and in memes. And Game of Thrones is just gone. Can I speak on that? Please, please, please. Speak on it. The biggest drama that I want to tell you is that I barely watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> But then also, like, aren't Brave. we living it now? Like, aren't we living it? Like, people are, there are hard times right now. We don't want to talk about that. We need lighthearted stuff. We need Rachel and Ross. You know what I mean? We need- <laughs> Shalani, you know that's, I mean? that's so true. That's, that's I was talking about this with Alex. We Ali- need oh, death yeah. and destruction. We need David Schwimmer. I was talking about this earlier in, it, in our last episode, as I've only been reading nonfiction books. Because I miss, like, that part of, like, reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you, you claim that sense of normalcy instead of the, the crazy insanity. You know Dylan, I mean? Dylan, do you feel like you have a dose of drama? You know, I feel like a lot has been able to come off of my chest today. Um, but I do have a dose of drama, actually. And it's from the opening night of Sm- the Smokey Joe's Cafe. What did I do? Oh, here we go. <laughs> it does not involve you, I will say. Okay. <laughs> but it's from a moment where the night was kind of winding down, and Alicia Umfris had Andrew Rannells on her arm, and all of a sudden, someone who was a fan of Alicia came up to her and said, oh my God, you were so amazing in the show. Can I please get a photo with you? And Alicia, being sweet and gracious, was like, oh, well, yes, absolutely. And the girl looks around to try and find someone to take the photo for them. And she sees Andrew Rannells, doesn't recognize him, hands him the phone and says, oh, would you mind taking this for us? And then he took the photo and he was like, helping them pose and everything. And I think the drama is just that, like, she probably didn't even realize it was Andrew Rannells, but that he's just such a good guy and went ahead and did that. And, you know, stars, they're just like us, you know? That's so funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tell me that story. I know. I get it. Oh, yes, we love. (laughs) We love. Well... I think we're going to start wrapping up now. All the drama has been discussed. And Jelani, we are so thankful for you and the time that you gave us today. Yes, thank you. You're such a, you're a bright light and you have so many amazing things to say. And you're so full of wisdom. Like Maya Angelou. That's right. That's right. With this hair, I look like a tree of life. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Everybody follow Jelani at it's Jelani Remy on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? I don't tweet. I don't tweet. That's Maybe okay. that's for the best. You that's know okay. Mean. <laughs> um, Dark road. But thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the time. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I know that everyone's going to love this. And Connor, I guess we'll see you next time. Drama. Drama. Drama.